0: Hi, I'm Melissa Meter, and this is the Synchrosoma Podcast. Remember to subscribe. Find me at Instagram at Synchrosoma. My email is synchrosoma at gmail.com, and on the web, synchrosoma.com. Today I'm going to talk about the difference between decoding. Or the decoding mind and healing. But I'm going to reclaim that word healing because um, in recent years, I felt like the word healing has a connotation that we're not healed. And that's a bit of a problem when it comes to being in the in the now in the present. If I, if my illness or my body or some kind of mental situation says I'm not healed, then I'm going to be in the future about how to get to healing or healed, a healed state. So what I'm going to do is is reclaim that, take that back for all of us, and we're going to talk about healing, but what we're healing is the mind. And we're healing mind like a dog. We're saying to the mind, heal, come stand here beside me, rather than leading and yanking me forward. So an unhealed dog or mind would be thinking it needs to lead the way. And that's very uncomfortable for a dog. Any of you listeners out there who have dogs um, and they think they need to lead or that they're the alpha, it's stressful for them. They feel very uncomfortable when they're not being led by their master, which in this metaphor is body and soma. So when we let mind lead us through life, we're in a reverse of who's doing the leading. And I like to think of it as the intellect is being informed or informing intuition Rather than the intellect or mind leading. And that's true intelligence is, is this connection with soma and information from body and energy. So in a sense, we're saying to mind, heal, heal, stand here, stand beside me and not lead. So, so the other thing that happens with dogs is, they don't know where they're supposed to be. They're sleeping on your bed. They're roaming around all night. They're they're not contained. And a dog that doesn't have, um, doesn't get to be off duty at night by being in some sort of a smaller confinement, um, some people crate their dogs, but some people just put them away at night. If they're up all night roaming, they feel like they have to work. They have to roam the property. They have to seek out if there's a problem. And of course, that's one of the jobs of a dog is to be guarding. And um, and in that way, we want to make it as pleasurable for the dog as possible so that when they're off duty, they're off duty. And if they do hear something, like a bump in the night, they can just wake up and alert the master. So this is the same attitude with mind. We want mind to be able to turn off and be off duty. And to do that, we train mind and we get mind to heal and stand beside us. And we are the container of that by connecting with our soma. So this leads to the idea of decoding mind. And I was kind of, the reason that I got inspired to record this right now is I was thinking about my eyesight and I'm now in my, would it be fifth decade or sixth decade? It's the sixth decade because I'm 50. So my eyes in the last couple years, and I started using tablets and phones a lot more like most of us in the last couple of years. So that might have something to do with it. But anyway, it doesn't matter. At this age, people tend to need glasses and for reading and stuff. Not everybody, you know, um, I was one of those people that never needed glasses until now. So my eyes have become, I think the backstory on this is that part of the anatomy of our eyes becomes rigid. It can't, It can't change focus, so we need glasses, or so they say. In what we might call a medical bypass, I might simply go get reading glasses and stop thinking about it and just increase my prescription. (laughs) It's a prescription, although it feels like a subscription because you have to keep getting new glasses, but you increase the prescription or the strength over time and Stop thinking about it. And maybe there's some other eye thing that happens in the future, glaucoma or something, and you just, or cataracts, and you just go get surgeries or deal with it that way or take medication. So that's, that's the medical bypass. That's the dense reality, none of this means anything kind of bypass. And in the medical world, that's considered healing. I would just, take the medicine. And, and if I no longer have the symptom, then I'm healed. And in a sense, that's what glasses are. They're the medicine. And when I put them on, I'm healed. I don't have to try to focus anymore. The glasses did it for me. Okay. So that's medical bypass. Spiritual bypass would be, um, you know, approaching this from all sorts of like abundance, using affirmations, maybe I find out, you know, what the right herb is for healing, kind of going to my acupuncturist and I'm I'm, I'm trying everything in my power to heal, 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 because, you know, this is a sign of aging and, and approaching death. And I don't want to experience that because, you know, I'm a spiritual being and I hopefully I will just ascend and turn into a, a, a light beam and I don't even have to feel myself die or get old. And, and so I'm gonna, I'm gonna just, you know, start taking herbs and use food and, and, and really go for this on this like pseudo spiritual level, which is still dense reality, by the way, when we're working with herbs and not working with the spirit of the herb, or when we're working with, you know, exercises that come from India and yoga and where you move your eyes around and try to bring your eyesight back to health or whatever. All of that, I would consider a dense reality technique, uh, masquerading as spirit or spirituality and the spiritual bypass method of working with eyes. So there's a problem and I want to fix it. That's kind of a a basic um, spiritual bypass in, in this case anyway. Or... Or the avoidance of it, which is almost like a nihilism bypass. Like none of this matters anyway, we're all gonna die. That's sort of like the punk rock version of dealing with reality. The body's just a pain in my ass. And maybe I'm like a, you know, I I listen to Alistair Crowley books or something and I'm, you know, I believe in magic, but but none of this is really meaningful anyway because, you know, life is hell and Um, that's just full of, of hellions who make life hell. And so I'm just going to kind of bypass it by being nihilist. Okay. So there's another bypass and that's, that's in a sense, healing for the punk rocker that, that I don't care anymore. So my care is gone. So in, in that way, I I've risen above the problem. That's another bypass, Hi. Quick interruption. My new course, Shadow Stalking 101, is designed to help students of shadow work transform their lives through somatic integration practices that evolve soul and unlock true purpose in life. There are three modules, the overworld, the underworld, and the worlds in between, and with over 20 practices and guided meditations, presentations and a host of writings and journal prompts and exercises and practices to take with you, you will develop the skills and the somatic awareness in order to become a shadow stalker. You'll find a link in the show notes to the course, Shadow Stalking 101. Go get that now and be ready to completely transform and reimagine the world around you. And now back to the episode. And so I'm going to suggest that there's something that isn't a bypass, which is what I call the decoding mind. The decoding mind is not interested in making meaning. The meaning reveals itself through coming out of the future and attending to the experience and the dynamic and the situation, whatever it is, in body, in our soma. So how would we go about this? Like, first of all, there's going to be some disappointment or, or pain or feelings in our body about my vision being going or aging or um, death approaching. So there's that emotional content and, and maybe story and future tripping. So there's a bunch of stuff there to be attended to somatically and integrated. And, and then furthering that, the decoding mind might start to decode the symbols of the waking dream. And, and the waking dream is as important, if not more than the sleeping dream. Because we have conscious awareness. We forget a lot of dreams. So we have an opportunity in the waking dream to be constantly decoding it. So some of the things that, here's the list of symbols that I'm just going to come off with, uh, come off the top of my head to kind of start working with decoding here. Glasses, eyes, vision, sight, aging, death, mortality. That's a quick list just off the top of my head. And there'll be lots more, probably, if you are working with some sort of uh, decoding process and working with the symbols. So what I would do is I would imagine I would use my liminal experience, my practice of just maybe the word vision. And what does vision have to do with it? Like not being able to see closely anymore. I can't see closely anymore or something. I would I would start to be as witness and as shadow stalker rather than attaching and staying attached to the emotional fear of the thing or um, poor me, victim kind of energy of the thing. I would just start decoding it like I'm doing a puzzle. And it gives mind the right job like our metaphorical dog the, the, the mind is the thing that got needed to be healed. It needed to be healed from tripping. And now the dog has a job and it's sniffing out the territory. It's starting to search for clues. It's, and if it's a dog that's been well cared for, it's not just going to bark at every single thing that passes by. It's going to know the difference between something that's threatening and something that isn't. That's the amazing thing about a dog is it it, ha- it can smell fear, right? Or uh, maybe even some dogs, they, they say, can smell illness. That's decoding mind. That's a mind that can be a container. It's not the same thing as detachment, where I don't care of the nihilist. It's a container. I'm containing all of the experience, the emotional content. And I attended to that first, remember. I went for the Soma to feel into what I was experiencing. And then I use my decoding mind for the puzzle pieces. And I start to, just like I would in a sleeping dream, I start to work with the symbolism. What is my unconscious through the creation of this external world wanting to teach me about this experience that I'm in right now it occurs to me that for a lot of people at around you know this midlife or whatever this is later midlife that vision does get a little lost what was my life for was i able to go into the past and recapitulate and and reclaim my lost soul energy from there what is my um what is my passion, you know and in in Chinese medicine, I believe and probably in um definitely in macrobiotics, the eyes relate to the kidneys, so kidney energy is very important in martial arts and um so there's a lot here you know you see how I'm just kind of ruminating and masticating this this symbol and being with it and that is decoding mind that is the, that is a healed dog that is a mind that is standing next to body not leading the way yanking yanking us down the street trying to you know get to the next thing to sniff just a quick disclaimer here for dog lovers who haven't really worked with their shadow material around their dog stuff and if you know the things i've been saying or the way i've been using Dogs as a metaphor is troubling to you. My apologies. Um, This is probably a symbol that you might want to decode for yourself, um, the dog in your life. There's so much around dogs, rescuing energy, you know, which has to do with victim stuff. But um, I don't want to digress too much into the dog symbol, but I highly recommend if this Triggered you or upset you at all that you might want to start decoding the dog symbol. And just to drive that point home a tiny bit more, that I wanted to make in this podcast is that we are healed already as souls. It is our mind only that needs healing in order to get into the present. Which is the now, which is in the center of reality. All of the other time periods are kind of circling around us, but we're in the now. And so when we do heal mind, we can be way more grounded and connected in the present to ourselves and everything and everyone everywhere. I'm Melissa. And you've been listening to the Synchrosoma Podcast. Please remember to subscribe. Find me here each week for episodes where we dip into the underworld and begin to expand our experience of the liminal, the worlds in between. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to the Synchrosoma Podcast. I'm Melissa Meter, and you can find me here each week with another journey into the known, the unknown, and the worlds in between. If you'd like to get in touch and find out more about what I do, coaching and courses, contact me at synchrosoma at gmail.com, and you can find me on Instagram at synchrosoma. See you next time. Organically Grown on Podcast Farm.